welcome to Your Future Starts Now, the go-to podcast for extraordinary women who are ready to step into their next chapter with authentic confidence. I'm your host, Gia Lakwa, empowerment coach, motivational speaker, children's book author, and girl mom. Whether you're a corporate powerhouse or an entrepreneur, this show is designed for you. Your Future Starts Now is more than just a podcast. It's a movement, a movement towards rewriting the rules of success for high-achieving women. Are you ready to get unstuck and step into your next chapter? If so, you're exactly where you need to be. Your future starts now. Welcome to Your Future Starts Now. I'm your host, Gia Lacqua, and thanks for being here with us. I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Juliana Londoño. Juliana is a proud Latina, bilingual, licensed mental health therapist in New Jersey and entrepreneur. Her business focuses on the intersectionality of mental health and the Latino BIPOC communities. Her mission is to bring awareness, education, and resources through various speaking outlets. She is breaking barriers and healing hearts. Juliana, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Gia. This is exciting. I'm honored. Congratulations on the one-year anniversary of your business. Thank you. I know this one year, it has gone by so quickly and it is just, wow. I am super appreciative of everyone's support throughout the one year and all the hoops and turns and left turns that life takes, Um, but I'm excited for you too. Yeah, it's amazing. So tell our listeners a little bit about what were you doing before you started your company? So before I started my company, um, I was in school. This thing called a master's program that took forever to finish. Um, it was I actually wrapped up my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went on to get licensed by the state of New Jersey. And I started practicing as a clinician in private practice. And the one thing that I realized was that there was a gap. And it wasn't until after I completed my master's program that I was exposed to all these layers of just barrier after barrier after barrier when it comes to accessing mental health and truly equitable and affordable mental health. Um, Besides the fact that Right. There's this elephant in the room called mental health in so many dynamic spaces. And I wanted to make an impact. So coming across the barrier of I'm licensed in New Jersey, I can only practice in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something more so I could have greater reach and so that the message and importance of mental health could be anywhere across the U.S. and even the world. So I started my business with that focus of getting the message out on the importance of mental health um, while I'm also still balancing a caseload of my own clients. Mm -hmm. So it's been quite the journey, but I, I appreciate still being a clinician to have that ground level emphasis of the need while also being able to support folks in a greater audience, whether it's corporate, whether it's through podcasts, through writing. Um, So yeah, ultimately really tapping into my community and seeing what the need was. Um, And that was the reason for starting my business. That's amazing. It's incredible work that you do. And I've, I've heard so many similar struggles from other clinicians. And so good for you for recognizing the gap and the opportunity, right? To say, we need to do something different here. So that's amazing. Thank you. 
Talk to us a little bit about the ups and downs in your journey, the lessons learned, and how you've adapted to the transition. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I tell a lot of folks, right? I'm a highly educated woman. I have a master's degree, all the licensures, right? Everything. But I am not by any means, right? I didn't go to school for business. I didn't think Mm -hmm. in a million years I would be on QuickBooks or going to banks to, right, get all this paperwork to have a business banking account. So it really was a huge, huge learning curve. And I think I had to learn to have patience with myself that things were not going to happen overnight as much as I possibly wanted them to. And it really was a learning opportunity in all areas, right? Business is a whole beast on its own. Absolutely. And I really had to understand that this is another role and another dynamic to who I am and the many hats that I wear, that now I'm a business owner. And also when you're an entrepreneur, especially within the first year, right, there are ups and downs. I had a week during Hispanic Heritage Month, I made 10K in one week, which is amazing. Absolutely. But then it's like, holy shit, like the rest of the year, it was like, crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the ups and downs of not just the income, but also the ups and downs of, of your own life and all of the other responsibilities and all of the other roles that you play and kind of going with it. And I think a big thing was figuring it out. And I, I saw a quote once walking into a Marshall's and it was, everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. Was, gosh yes everything mm-hmm. is figure outable oh my god yes yes Mar- I think that's Maria Forleo I love her yes. Yes. yes yes wonderful it is it is and that's a big part of the journey right it's like figuring things out as you go and having the confidence knowing that you can figure it out right and I think a big part of it is not you don't have to do it alone I, I think part of it is you know recognizing when you need to reach out for help and support And I, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of inconsistencies in starting your own business. And I think that fear drives a lot of people away from starting their own business. Yes. Oh my gosh. Fear, um, limiting beliefs, how we refer to a lot of things um, in the mental health avenue, Uh, right? Those limiting beliefs, right? You were the first person, oftentimes you were the first person to tell yourself no. And to really just recognize that and sit with yourself and be like, wow, like I am limiting myself from my own potential and my own belief when on that other side of fear is such great opportunities. And for all of those listening, right, kind of take a step back to realize what else have you been limiting yourself in in any capacity? Because for all of us, and especially women, We want to put others first or, you know, it's about my family or it's about, you know, the nine to five and the specific career. But what else are you limiting that is not letting yourself be authentic and creative and bold and dynamic? Because the reality is we are all multifaceted women and we are out here to be more than. So to take it as an opportunity for growth rather than the moment of limiting and continuing to kind of keep yourself in that bubble. Yeah. I think so often 
we do try to fit into a box or a mold or a role that we believe we're supposed to play, right? And that doesn't allow us to branch out and think bigger. Um, and, and I see that so often. So I think those, those limiting beliefs that are real. And I think in the work that I do with women, what I see is, you know, we are often the first ones to tell ourselves, no, I think it's a great point. And, but, you know, the question is like, why, why are we so hard on ourselves? Right. And I think part of it, I'm I'm curious as to your thoughts, but I think what I see is a lot of it does come down to the fear, the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of what if I put myself out there and I fail? What if I put myself out there and I, I can't do this? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for, for us women, right, we wear so many different hats and the pressure is on. And a lot of um, being a clinician and being out as a public speaker, it is a lot of right doing the research and being up to date. Um, so what we know for women and wellness and taking that step, right? There's a greater risk of burnout for women in the workforce um, if you are under 30. There's lack of affordable childcare. And of course, that impacts women in the workforce. Only 33% of women report that their employers even offer flexible work arrangements. Also, women of color historically have earned less than white women. And then on top of that, women are often gaslit when trying to access healthcare resources. So it's kind of like that double whammy of we want to be more, we want to do more. And then there are also all of these other blocks in the way. And a big one, again, is that fear. Mm -hmm. And it could really be driven, not just based on society, but also what we tell ourselves, right? That voice in our head. If every day we're waking up and we're saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. No, I can't. You better believe that you're not going to be able to. When, if we start to shift that narrative, we can. And I oftentimes tell my clients this. We default to the worst case scenario. We always default to the worst case scenario. The only time we think of the best case scenario is playing the lottery and winning. That is when we're like, (laughs) I'm going to win and I'm going to buy this, that, and the other. But in reality, the odds can go either way for anything, right? Oh my gosh, what if I start the business and it fails? Well, honey, what if you start the business and you blow it out of the park? Like, why can't we also think of the best possible case scenario? And it's those minor shifts to change that narrative, to reframe the negative thoughts and the limiting beliefs, because it's hard to recognize. Sometimes it's it's us. We're yeah. in our own way. Absolutely. So true. It's so true. And I know you mentioned the internal and the external barriers, which is something I talk a lot about too. It's differentiating what are the systemic external barriers, things that we need to shift and change as a society, right? Culturally, within organizations. And then there are the internal barriers and I, those are less visible, right? And they're harder, they're less tangible, they're harder to um, define, to articulate. And one of the ones that obviously is most common with women, men have it too, but I think to a lesser extent, and I'd love your thoughts on this. Talk to me about imposter syndrome and how that shows up for women, why we struggle with it, and has that played a role in your personal journey? Absolutely. So imposter syndrome by definition is the concept of believing you are the imposter. 
So I was only hired for X company because I was the only one that applied, not based on your own merit, on your own expertise, on your own knowledge and skill. Um, Thinking that things happened because of luck, because of chance, because you were the only one left rather than the real reason of I kicked ass. I did amazing. I deserve this. I worked hard. Um, And for us women, again, when we think of the C-suite or these big corporations and we look at, right, the pyramid, the higher you go, the more male-dominated it is. So for us women, it's easy to say, well, if I were to get up the corporate ladder or do this or do that, it's by chance. So again, in society, it's been the man's world. So when we see a woman in those places, uh, it can be hard to believe like, wow, she she did this and she earned it and she worked hard for it. And it's through skill and knowledge. And I think for me personally, as a Latina in the mental health field and space, I definitely thought throughout graduate school, probably the most, like, what the heck am I doing? My classmates um, don't understand my lived experience. My professors don't. Like, what am I doing? I should be doing something totally different. I am here meeting their diversity quota, or I am here just out of chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially transforming into business. And being an entrepreneur, right? Like, what the heck am I doing? I don't know my left from my right at this point. Everything is new. How am I going to thrive in this space? I I don't belong. And a lot of it really, and you touched on this earlier, was finding that right community and right finding that support system. Because along the way, I had those few people that were able to continue to cheer me on and continue to call out my limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need those true, honest individuals that it's out of love. And through that love and through their honesty, I was able to say, no, yeah, like, you're right. Like, I am in my own way. I should definitely get out of that mindset. Or thank you for helping me see that other perspective. Um, And it was through that that you can kind of be able to silence that imposter syndrome and say, you know, I do deserve to be here. I am intelligent. I maybe I don't know it all, but I'm going to learn and you're going to watch me and I'm going to kill it. It's it's awesome. I love to hear you say that. And and I wish more women, right, could have that mindset. And I think it's such a powerful strategy. It's a mindset shift that we have to have. Um, that is, yeah, that has probably been instrumental in your journey and, and mine as well. Right. So when I started my business, one of the things that I did is there was a real identity shift. I was in corporate America for 20 years. Right. So, so then to start my own business and get, and to your point, going from, you know, steady income paycheck to paycheck, and then having this inconsistent business, you know, that can be a real challenge. There's a lot of deterrence. And I think having, whether it's a coach therapist, family, friends, they're able to see things that sometimes you can't, right? From a very objective and different point of view. And to be able to receive that feedback is is really a gift. Yes, it is such a gift to be able to receive it and actually make peace with the fact that we are flawed because we mm-hmm. all are. Mm-hmm. And 
the quicker we accept, yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to take a left turn instead of a right turn. Yes, sometimes the path is going to be hard and, you know, we're going to fall and it's a, it really is about getting back up. Yeah. And have again, if you're surrounded by your community and supporters that can say, hey, let me help you. Hey, let me uh, support you in this capacity. It's easier, right? And then the next time you fall, you know who to rely on and you know who to count on. And then you keep going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you also made me think of another good point, which is something that's really hard for women too is vulnerability. I think we have been conditioned to men and women, right? Not show vulnerability, right? Because it could be perceived as a sign of weakness. And I think we've accepted that. I think we realize logically there's benefit in vulnerability and empathy and connecting with others, but sometimes that's really still hard for people to embody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, even looking at you and your successes in your business, it would be very easy for you to sit here and say, oh yeah, it just happened, came naturally overnight. I snapped my fingers and look at how amazing my business is, but you're not, you're being vulnerable about the fact that it's been hard. It's been a journey. It's been challenging, right? And there's a lot of power in that. And so um, I, you know, I, I want to just thank you for that vulnerability because I think it is important for other women to see um, and, and understand how powerful that vulnerability can be. Absolutely. Thank you. Because I always wanted to, once I started my business, I knew that it is so incredibly hard for women, for people of color, for Latinas, for anyone mm-hmm. to start a business. Yeah. And then you added these layers called life and it makes it even more challenging. And I think, again, a big component of my success has been the exposure of the reality of what this success looks like. You know, and again, I openly share, yes, I can have a $10,000 week the same way you know, the past X amount of months, it's been crickets, mm-hmm. right? And that reality, um, the reality that on this podcast, right, I'm wearing no makeup and that's a huge vulnerability for some women, right? But I'm able to say, you know, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I want to be about. And sometimes just allowing yourself to own it, right? Like nobody, you can give yourself permission. And again, this is full on Brene Brown for anyone listening. Go check out. <laughs> I love Brene. <laughs> Yes, what she talks about is so true. Own it and be brave in that and step into that power. And a lot of it kind of just comes out on its own when you can say, yes, you know, I'm going to own this and it's no longer a weakness for me. It's a strength. Oh, there's just such power in it. Absolutely. It is empowering. And I think, you know, the fact that you're able to shut down the external voices, the external noise. Sometimes we have a hard time with that, but, you know, think about like, I always try to think about how can I turn down the volume on the external noise and turn up the volume on the internal voice, right? To your point, to be more authentic and genuine. And it it is liberating in a lot of ways. Yes. And, and there is challenge in that, right? Because sometimes that noise those critics, um, they might be the people closest to you. And then it becomes that realization of, you know, this might be the friend since childhood, but they're Mm -hmm. not supportive or 
Um, they're not showing up in the ways and in the capacities that I would like. Um, it might be a spouse, it might be a relationship, it might be a family member, a coworker, whoever, a colleague. Um, then what do you do in those situations? And I think um, understanding that sometimes, right, as you grow and as a business grows, you are morphing into a better version of yourself. And we're all morphing. And I use that um, analogy, right, that we're morphing into, you know, this beautiful butterfly. But if we're not allowing ourselves because we have people holding us back, we're never going to see that potential. So to really ask yourself those questions, who do I want in my circle to support me? And if they aren't supporting me in X, Y, and Z way, then what? How do I want to navigate those relationships? That's such a great point. And, and to recognize that they can be a barrier or an obstacle and questioning what you want to do with that is really, really powerful because I, it, the most important thing that I think to realize in that situation is it's about them. It's not about you. And being able to discern that, right? That it's not about you. It's, it's really about them and being able to step back from that. Exactly. Yes. It's what we call in mental health, the projecting, right? They're projecting yes. something onto you, onto your, onto your future, your, your grandiose thoughts, right? All the excitement they're projecting possibly more than likely their own fears mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because you have broken that fear and you have stepped into your power. So it's their fear. So just yeah. being able to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, what do you see as the most common mental health challenge or concerns, just general challenges that women are facing today? For those listening, the women that are moms, absolutely that mom guilt of uh, this is an hour of my day that I could be doing X, Y, and Z. I could be washing the dishes, preparing lunch for the next day giving my kids a bath, you know, whatever their case might look. Um, the same for those girlies in corporate that, you know, are working 60, 70 hours a week, right? That at the end of the day, they want to go to bed, right? Allowing themselves that time for them. Therapy can be selfish and that is okay. In many mm -hmm. ways, it's meant to be selfish, you are allowed to go to therapy. You're allowed to have someone that can give you that perspective. You're allowed to go into that therapy session and cry and be okay with that. Um, so if if anything, no matter the roles that you have, it sometimes is that guilt of taking the time for you. We all could be doing so many different things mm -hmm. in that one hour, but how long can we continue to go with just putting up a Band-Aid over a wound, mm -hmm. not long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's funny, I saw a post that resonated with me and it was something about, you know, you have 15 minutes to yourself and you take, you can't figure out what to do with that time. You go through the list of, I could do this, I could do that. I could. And then by the time you realize you've gone through the list for your 15 minutes is up. <laughs> and it's so true. But the, the self-care and not being selfish is an important one, I think, you know, because we have all those external demands. We have internal expectations, external expectations. And how do we carve out that time for ourselves and make sure that we are recovering, we are recuperating, we are giving ourselves the grace right? Because we are doing so much and we have to balance that with how are you 
getting rest and fueling yourself, your body, your mental, your physical health. And that is a hard, the mom guilt, I can attest it's, it's real. It is real. And it's just because we are straddling two different worlds, the external expectations, the internal expectations. And it's always like, we're trying to do everything at a hundred percent and feeling like we're failing. Right. And so it's that constant churn and struggle of never enough. And sometimes we have to redefine what our expectations are and what is enough and what does perfect really look like for us and, and what's good enough. And I think it also goes back to what you talked about earlier, which is giving ourselves permission, giving ourselves permission to be selfish or reframe selfish and say, nope, this isn't selfish. This is actually something I need to do to care for my mental health. Right. And, and recognizing that it's okay to give yourself permission to do that. Absolutely. And do whatever it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. So if that means, right, you have to um, meet with a coach, meet with a therapist while your kids are in gymnastics and baseball and you're in the car and that's the only time you have, do it. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It might be, you know, waking up 30 minutes earlier so you have the peace and tranquility to yourself, right? Take that time. It might be, right, reuniting with your friends that you haven't seen because we all know the reality is right in the group chat. It's like, when is everybody available in three years on a Thursday night <laughs> at 7 p.m.? <laughs> but actually doing it and saying, this is for me because you deserve it. Yeah. And if women, right, historically, if women are not okay mentally, the rest is not going to look good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So given that, what advice, Juliana, would you give to high achieving women who are hesitant to be selfish, to take care of themselves, or who are hesitant to make a change in their life that they're, they're really interested in making? Yes, absolutely. I think, right, that it, all of this is a key because change is hard. One of the inevitables in life is that change is going to happen in whatever capacity that looks like. However, for anyone, whether it's seeking mental health, whether it's looking for a coach, whether it's uh, wanting to start that business, have a good foundation for the why. And that is the foundation that probably is going to keep you going mm -hmm. through the highs and the lows. Um, so have a solid why and have a community. Surround yourself by the right people. And breaking news, it might not be the people that you expect or believe. Mm. It might be a new crowd. It might be new friends. It might be new cheerleaders. And that's going to be hard. Um, and Glennon Doyle um, has this phrase that she uses, right? We can do hard things. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be one of them, right? This is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And recognizing, right, the why. Sometimes a lot of it is just envisioning yourself, right? How am I free? How am I liberated? How am I happier with this change? And putting yourself, right, a year out, putting yourself six months out and envisioning it and feeling it and going for it, right? And sometimes it is just the action, right? So we talk a lot about, you know, planning and how am I going to do it? What the, what are the steps I'm going to take? But also recognizing at some point you might have this perfect game plan. You have to take action and nothing's going to change unless nothing changes. <laughs> yep. 
Absolutely. And it's so funny you say that because I am a planner by nature and what you're saying rings true for me personally and in my business, right? I can plan with the best of them. <laughs> but if I'm not pulling that trigger and actually doing the things that I think are going to move the needle because of that fear, then nothing is going to happen. So that's great, great advice. Yeah. Is there a mantra or a guiding principle or you know an affirmation, something that you've used that's been really instrumental in your journey through your life transitions? Through all of my life transitions, I actually heard this quote. Um, I don't know who said it, but I was in college. And someone said to me, Juliana, you may be the first, but you will not be the last. And I took that quote and I ran with it, right? I may mm -hmm. be the first in my family to branch out into entrepreneurship, but I won't be the last. I may be the first um, bilingual therapist that people are exposed to, but I won't be the last. I may be the first, you know, in my family to get a bachelor's and a master's degree, but I won't be my last, right? Whatever that looks like, knowing that I now have the honor, the privilege to say, you know, how can I uplift others and make it about community and create that ladder for my community to come with me in all my adventures and in all my journeys. So, and again, I think that also goes hand in hand with my why, right? The why that I want to be the person I did not have growing up. So it really, again, it goes hand in hand, but to really honor that and figure out what that is. I believe if you figure out what that is sooner rather than later, it gives you the momentum for those days that are dark and for the times that you feel alone and that you feel that there's no way out. That can be the one instrumental key to keep you going. Such great advice. So powerful to to think about the why and your purpose, right? And being purpose-driven and how powerful that can be. Um, I think the other thing you touched upon that's really important is, you know, the separation, recognizing who's holding you back and envisioning yourself in the future. How do you want to feel? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? I don't think we do that enough. And, mm -hmm. you know, taking that powerful pause in life to say, you know, what do I actually want to change instead of just going through the motions of doing the things we think we're supposed to do? Absolutely. Right. And holding in many ways, we are holding ourselves hostage to what mm. we're supposed to do. Yes. We're again, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to dream beyond right? What we're supposed to be, what we're supposed yes. to do, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to present ourselves. Definitely. When on the other side of that can be so many more opportunities and growth, yet we're focused on the supposed to. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. We hear that left and right. How about we try to reframe that? You are. And you are and who you are is enough. And that is great enough, not just good enough, but it's great enough to get you to that next step of where you actually want to be. I love that. I love that because we we can often live by the shoulds. And, you know, as you've heard me say, we have to stop shoulding on ourselves <laughs> because it's just, there's too much of that. And we have to sort of eliminate that from our vocabulary in order to be you know, who, who we are meant to be and live our true potential. So I, I think that's a great point as well. You know, you also talked about being the first 
and not being the last. And being the first is freaking hard. It's hard, right? Like, and you talked about change and all of it. And so stepping out and being the first to do something in your family, to do something, you know, in a professional community, it's always going to be hard. And, but to your point, you're doing it not just for yourself, but for others, right? Think about the value that you're bringing to others. Think about the example that you're setting for others. And for me, and I think other mothers out there, especially girl moms, a lot of the times I have to realize that I'm setting an example for them Mm -hmm. and I am setting that tone for them, right? To show them even when you think you can't do something or people tell you that you're not going to be able to do something, right? To not let that be your guiding um, principle and to realize that you need to overcome that and shatter those barriers and break those boundaries. Yes, it's so important. And whether it's for your own, your children, it could be for your sisters, for your aunts, your mom, whoever, extended family, the bonus mom, right? Yes. It could be for everyone, right? To say, hey, I'm going through this really tough time, but I want to share with you that I found opportunity in it. I found a way to overcome it, right? And if we were to do that and take that girl power to that level, oh my gosh, we would be taking over the world. We will be. We will be. We will be. (laughs) Because it's about that community. And as women, we can really resonate on that level of wearing all these multiple hats and being able to take a step back and also realize that we are important. We individually are important and we need that support every once in a while. And I think we are powerful beyond measure. I think we're more powerful than we could ever imagine. And I think sometimes we're afraid of unleashing that power, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Collectively, individually, yes. but power there. That's what we know. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Juliana. This is amazing. Where can our listeners learn more about you and the work that you do? Absolutely. So connect with me on LinkedIn. That is one of my biggest platforms. Um, my website, www.myfirstname-lastname.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. And yeah, just connect with me. Absolutely. Give me a shout out. Um, and I look forward to connecting with you all as well. Amazing. And of course, you can visit my website, gialacqua.com. Connect with me on Instagram at gialacqua. I'd love to hear from you on ideas and topics that you have for future episodes. Juliana, I so appreciate you joining us today. I want to thank you for being here and sharing your insights and perspectives. I think they're so valuable. And last question, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. Oh, I love this. I love this. Let me think. My guilty pleasure is probably um, a tres leches, which is a Hispanic Latin dish. And um, it has like three different types of milk. Definitely does not sit well with my stomach at all. (laughs) But it is so creamy and juicy and just everything that you could have with a nice cup of coffee. Oh, it's the best thing ever. So worth it. Thank you so much. This is Gia signing off with gratitude for your time and energy. Our mic drops, but the movement continues. Until next time, your next chapter is waiting. That concludes another empowering episode of Your Future Starts Now. Before we wrap up, I want to thank this incredible community of high-achieving women. Your energy, resilience, and commitment to growth are the driving force behind what we do. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate it, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower high-achieving women just like you. And of course, share your future starts now with the extraordinary women in your life who are also on a journey of healing and empowerment. Connect with us on social media, share your thoughts, let us know what topics you'd like to explore in future episodes. Stay connected on Instagram at Gia Lacqua. I encourage you to carry the energy of this conversation into your day and keep on supporting the incredible women around you. Until next time, remember, your next chapter is waiting.